Well, our 30 second countdown was more like a one second countdown. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, <wants> everybody. <laughs> this is uh, Bart Sharp, and uh, this show is Becoming Quantum Conscious on the United Public Radio Network and UFO Paranormal Radio Network out of the beautiful city of New Orleans, Louisiana, on 107.7 and 105.3. Not only can you catch us on the airwaves out of New Orleans, but you can catch us on UPRN website, as well as Roku on cable television, and Facebook, Spreaker, YouTube, and a few other internet platforms out there. We're everywhere, and we are going all over the world, which is kind of an exciting uh, thing. And today, we have astrological predictions for 2024 with someone that um, I find is the best astrologer I've ever met and had readings, Karina Chrysler. And so before we start the show, I just want to read your bio, because I think it's really a good one. I generally don't do this with people. But Karina Chrysler is an expert evolutionary astrology and ritualism. She helps women unlock their full potential by tapping into the wisdom of the cosmos and the sacredness of the cosmic womb. Karina offers astrological sessions, group classes, and moon ceremonies, and writes for well and good. Her approach combines astrology and ancient feminine rituals to help her clients and community gain clarity of purpose, self-actualization, and personal power. Currently living in Egypt, Karina leads retreats and rituals with her husband and is writing a book about the cosmic womb as its co-creative abilities. And I can't wait to get that one. Uh, you're already on the show again, I'm sure. Previously, Karina was a renowned expert in women's wellness and natural health product formulation. Uh, and I'll just have to say that you're the best astrologer that I've ever met in uh, doing readings uh, and just your expertise in astrology. You're the first astrologer that I've had on Becoming Quantum Conscious. Oh, and, thank you. Uh, I just thought today is the perfect day. And so what do we have in store for us <laughs> in 2024, Karina? <laughs> well, First of all, thank you for having me. It's it's definitely a pleasure to see you and uh, be in contact with you again after a little bit of time. But um, but yeah, twenty twenty four is is a is a packed it's a packed year. There's um, definitely some things that we haven't seen in a very long time um, on a cyclical nature. And I guess evolutionary astrology that's that's sort of the the essence of what we want to capture are the cycles and it works more with the outer planets because they are more subconscious and they tend to have sort of generational impact instead of like just quick sort of fast activations that a lot of the other planets do. And a lot of the outer planets this year are doing really big things. So we can see some like very big cycles changing, some generational patterns being, mm, let's just say, destroyed or dismantled. 
we have a total solar eclipse in Aries that's conjunct Chiron, which is our wound that we're working on right now on a Mercury retrograde. So this one, I definitely want to get into a little bit because it has um, definitely the initiation energy of 2024. And that is my word for 2024 is initiation. So is that a general thing for 2024 is initiation to get yes. things started in your life? Yeah. an initiation into, I, I would say there's such a powerful um, energy with Aries this year and Aries mm -hmm. is, you know, really holds the energy of, of me, myself and I, and what is, mm. who am I and what is this path that I've come here to take on and, and holds that sort of fighter essence of like what our innate desires are and who we are and sort of pushes us to take that leap of faith. So we're getting this sort of injection of healing energy of where we've might've betrayed ourselves or self-sacrificed or been afraid to be who we are because of others, because of uh, familial like obligations or values or just our experiences or the things that we've had to heal up into this point. We're getting this sort of initiation of what is mine and what isn't mine. And so I'm going to step good, in. It's is a it very a good, good time? Thing. Is it a good time to just really confront your shadow and be daring to say, I, I get it. I've done this work and now I need to have the courage to step to what's next beyond that limitation. 1000%. Yeah, it is the, the energy of the solar eclipse and with eclipses, they're wild cards, right? Like they're, they work with the nodes of the moon. So we're working with nodes of fate and the nodes of this, the North node is the energy that we want to lean into the, the, the energy that's pulling us forward. And the South node is the energy that holds us back. So we're always working with these when it comes to eclipses. Now this Aries solar eclipse will be with the North node energy. So this is in this aspect of self where the South node will be in the Libra energy, which is others. And the way I look at it in like, a, I always try to bring like a, an Egyptian archetype um, into some of the concepts because the archetypes are just aspects of nature that we all have within us. So it's like mm -hmm. activating that aspect within us. So the self node is the energy we we're, we're wanting to move away from but it usually holds our greatest fears, our insecurities, the things that sort of keep us in the past or in our safe zone, but our comfort zone. And this is the energy of Matt in Egyptian mythology. And Matt is the aspect of cosmic order, but also justice. So the calling is to really understand, you know, where we have been unjust with ourselves because of the external forces around us or because of others or our systems or our societies that we don't really fit into and bring back that cosmic order within our lives of, of realignment. So this isn't an easy task, right? <laughs> because it challenges us to, to break free from a lot of the things that control us in many ways. Um, 
but I think on a, sorry, go ahead. No, it sounds like you were talking about just finding your own personal identity of who you really are, which is one of the hardest things to do because we're so conditioned to just follow along, follow the Mm -hmm. society, kind of fit into that matrix of what a system Mm -hmm. is. And what you're saying is we need to find out what our dreams really are and go into action with them. A great, yeah, a great question to ask yourself now before this eclipse happens on April 8th is who am I becoming now? So there's Mm. this strange calling to leave a lot in the past, a lot in the past and move forward with the future. And the polarized energy of Libra is Aries. And Aries to me is, um, well, it's my rising sign. So it's a, it's a, it's a passion of mine, um, this, this energy, but it's cardinal fire. And it's related to Sekhmet in Egypt. And Sekhmet is the goddess, the lioness, that Ra, the sun god, it's his daughter. He sent her down to earth to basically punish human beings for living in disharmony of the nature of the laws. And she came down and just destroyed. She's, she just, you know, she went into her state of holy rage, which is an aspect that Sekhmet um, controls. And basically even Ra could not control her. So, this energy of Aries of, of, of being angry about seeing like this injustice that's happening. And especially within ourselves is the energy that is so transformative and releasing any of those patterns. And it's, it's holy because it's productive, you know, anger can be very unproductive, but it can be productive in a powerful way of literally clearing the path. And that's what segment is known for is clearing the obstacles in our path to move forward in our path. So how we can see this in our individual life is exactly what you're talking about, is releasing a lot of these old systems, these old beliefs, the self-sacrifice that isn't good for anybody, being unjust to ourselves, and, and releasing that to be able to take one step forward on our path that we're you know, designed to do, our star map. How we can see it in the world is we're starting to see it already is the uprising of Mm -hmm. leadership, the uprising of individuals, the uprising of, of not necessarily following that matrix or those systems that no longer work anymore and, and step into our individuality, which is, I think going to be one of the most powerful things next year or this year already. Yeah. Oh, I I think so. Totally. Because when we as individuals start to step into our own power, it's an inner revolution. And and I think it really kind of um, reflects what the teachings of Jesus was, which was, Mm -hmm. it's not like I'm going to come back and, you know, lead you again, as if I don't think he was, his intention was leadership anyway. It was like setting setting a consciousness and hopefully people get it, what he was doing. However, what it is for this era is 
how do we become embodied in such internal power with leaders like Jesus saying, well, this is an example of how you can do it. Find out mm -hmm. what example you can be, which will be individually your own. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is the time for this to start emerging, which is very much about what this new era is about of uh, Aquarius, right? About yeah. Something of that. Before we get into that, I want to just ask a personal question. Uh, what are you going to be doing on April 8th to uh, <laughs> kind of initiate or to celebrate or just to be in that energy? I, I, I will be in France at that time, so I know what I'll be doing. Uh, you know what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we said at the... Uh, at the base of Peak to Bugaraja, Karina and another friend of mine, Michaela uh, Driscoll, who was on the show uh, with uh, doing her uh, naturopath uh, work. But we were at the base of Peak to Bugaraja, Stargate Mountain, watching UFOs and all of these <laughs> weird things happening <laughs> on, on, on the Lion's Gate portal. Mm -hmm. uh, and mm -hmm. so that's what I will be doing on April 8th. What will you be doing? I think I'm going to go visit Mama Sekhmet in Karnak. And um, there's a very powerful statue of Sekhmet in the temple Karnak in Luxor. And this statue is profound. She breathes and moves and everybody's um, experience with her is often different, but she's my favorite, uh, here in Egypt. And because of the powerful Aries initiation, she is the one that I will be calling in to help me clear the path. You know, mm. again, again, she's the one that cleared the path for me. Like, and actually, um, I went to visit her actually, uh, a week before I met, for the first time, a week before I met Hakeem, my husband. And she asked me if I was ready for my next life initiation. And that was the message I got from her. And I said, yes. And then all of these things started changing. I had all these plans. I had all this stuff booked. And then everything started changing. And then next thing I knew, Hakeem showed up and our life started. And now we're married, like it was such a crazy year, but I, I said yes to holding on to what I thought was supposed to be and the truth of really who I am. So I'll be with Mama Sekman on April 8th. Beautiful. And, and uh, you know, it just from that description, it really, I think it describes you. You are mm. a brilliant astrologer, which is a very intellectual tool. However, you are a mystic, a seer, and you are starting to bring that alchemic, alch alchemy of both of those worlds all together. It's a great example of it. Well, uh, being in Egypt is really an astrologer's dream, to be honest with you, because this is how they, this the, the, the alignments, the ley lines that the temples were on, the as above, so below, as within, so without principles were founded here, you know, so everything aligned with the stars. So even now when we plan our retreats, I want to be at temples at certain times. I look at the lunar cycles. So it's really an astrologer's 
dream to to be in Egypt. Yeah. Wow. That sounds wonderful. And so if you were, is there any other messages that you would like to give on this um, uh, April 8th eclipse to people that mm-hmm. what they should be looking for in their own lives or what should they be working towards? Because a date like this is something that you just don't kind of show up on April 8th and go, oh, let it all happen. Yeah. You you see it as a almost like a, a corner turning and you do not know where that corner is going to turn to. That's right. So you better be ready. How should everybody be ready? Good question. And the thing with eclipses too is the energy can happen really fast, but I feel this eclipse will kind of set the tone for the rest of the year. Um, So it's an initiation into the rest of the year's um, planet alignments, which are quite significant too. But to work towards this, so this solar eclipse is in perfect alignment, like right down to the minute, 19 degrees and 24 minutes with Chiron. Exactly. It's perfection. And Chiron is our, our wounded healer. And as a transiting Chiron, we have our Chiron position in our birth chart that teaches us a lot of what we've come here to heal. But on a transiting level, it is in that area of our chart to help us heal that area of our chart. So it's, it's, it's promoting this profound um, energy of radical healing of self and reclaiming self. So 2024 in this eclipse definitely promotes a taking your power back. So a good exercise to do now or to prepare for this is where you've, where you've, you've given up your power in the past, especially we're looking like this eclipse, um, Eclipses like the the nodes transit around about every 18 years, depending on certain things. But you can kind of look at this a completion cycle around that time. And so you can kind of look, let's just say the last 15 years of your life in terms of where have I betrayed my myself of what I wanted, mm-hmm. of who I am, where have I given my powers to others? Where have I said yes when I really wanted to say no? And really looking at those experiences of how they've determined where we are now. And even as a childhood, it's good to explore how you said yes when you really wanted to say no or you compromised or you, uh, oh gosh, what's the better word to say? You, You just... You, you just fit into the program and it wasn't yours, but you had no choice. Mm-hmm. But somewhere in your deep intuition, you know that you're not the person that the passionate person that you were because you you tried to fit into your parent system, which mm-hmm. is probably more masculine, particularly if mm-hmm. you're from the Western United States because yeah. we produce a lot of masculine mind thoughts and mm-hmm. in, in, in general because we want to get everything done just right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So so that's that type of work is something that people should be preparing for. Uh uh there's definitely specific points in a birth chart that I can see when when and this happens more frequently than not is where we're not nurtured for our nature, especially as a mm. child. 
And this is very damaging. And I mean, a lot of times the parents just don't know. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be traumatic. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, something that really hurt you or wounded you, but it did change your subconscious beliefs. You know, it did. Yeah. It did change your value system or what you thought you were capable of. And going back to that, thinking of that question, you know, what did I love to do as a child? Did I feel like I was understood or validated for my nature of who I was? Or was I asked to change? Or, you know, my mom, I, I'm an Aries rising. I have a little bit of fire in me. And I remember as a child, my mom would always tell me, like, don't say that, be nice, or try to like kind of diminish that part of me. And now I'm like, you know, now I'm re recognizing like, no, like that wasn't right because then I went into people pleasing mode for the rest of my life until I caught that value system yeah. that was changed, you know? And so, that fact and that fire can be applied to a lot of other things besides just saying something blunt to people. Uh, yeah. It, it has a lot of applications. Children don't have the buffers there that we adults do. No, no. But, but right. that essence of that energy is, is so important to get in touch with. Mm -hmm. you know um you you don't were, go ahead it's it's important to not be afraid right now to go to the places that might make you feel uncomfortable you know we can expect relationships to change this year and not just you know romantic relationships like contracts um friendships you know the way um your network, even in certain ways, you can expect a relation. You're probably already seeing it. You could have like a friend of 20 years. I just, you're just not the same anymore. You're not on the same wavelength anymore and you can expect relationships to change. And it's important to be okay with it. You know, it doesn't have to end badly. It's, it's okay that it sort of like lived its, its lifespan. Uh, even if it's a romantic relationship, a lot of people that are in unhappy relationships might really feel the need to make a change this year. Um, but it's really important to go to those uncomfortable places and ask those questions and be brutal, honest with yourself. You know, it's, it's almost like activating the feminine in yourself. And because I think the feminine and the inner child are simpatico mm -hmm. as a child, we are feminine beings in those first years of our life. And those two need to maybe find that voice with each other. And if you do, you're more on the cutting edge of this new era, which 2024 seems to be. Well, it's a great bringing. segue to an, another planetary alignment that I wanted to talk about. That's only a few days after the solar eclipse, which is Uranus and Jupiter conjunction. That starts around April 17th. It will perfect April 20th. Um, and it will last, uh, it will, we'll feel this again. This is this is two outer planets that are coming together um, in the sign of Taurus. So Taurus mm. very much represents the feminine. It's ruled by Venus. Um, we look at Taurus as like, you know, hardworking and money and security. And it definitely holds those essences too. But the safety of the feminine and the safety of stepping into our feminine energy and leading that, like almost embodying that in our consciousness is very much what this conjunction 
um, is, it's not the only thing that it's bringing about, but it's definitely one of them. Mm. And this is, really cool. this is a big wound for a lot of humans, not just women, but men too, that feminine energy that has been repressed um, and has felt unsafe. You know, the safety piece of really letting our feminine energy be seen and be heard and sort of leading in that energy is, has, you know, it hasn't been the best for the last 3,000 years, you know, for, for women. But this change is really important for that. We're safe now. It is. And, uh, although a lot of people think that the age of Aquarius is about the feminine coming into power, but it's really more of a balance between the two. And so the feminine needs to, to, to change and evolve because it's been passive. Yeah. And yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see where those two merging together, masculine and feminine take our consciousness. Yeah. Well, the Taurus energy is really, um, important to embody it right to help that embodiment so we can look at the unification of the feminine and masculine energy is you know to me is always the goal with everything that's really yes. what's going to connect you to the soul and uranus where this 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 you know conjunction is happening uranus is like the umbilical cord to our higher self it takes us to our higher self remembers our soul memories it has the capacity to always create change in our lives that brings us back to alignment with really what we're here to do, who we are, remembering the contracts that we made before we decided to come back in this dimension, you know? So with Jupiter, Jupiter is an expander. It's a planet that holds a lot of wisdom to be able to expand the energy that it's around. So expanding our inner knowing of our higher selves and of the feminine knowing um, and bringing that back into the unification with the masculine energy is going to be so important because it's been so displaced. You know, the masculine energy is, is ruled for too long and it's now become not true to its nature either because it needs the feminine. So this is another initiation that... Um, 2024 will bring us and it will show up to like with money it's going to show up with our scarcity mindset it will show up in areas where we just don't feel safe like I work with so many beautiful powerful women that don't feel safe to show up in terms of who they are and show their gifts to the world this is a great uh conjunction to help us understand it's time. There's a lot of divine timing of this awakening and this uprising that we already are seeing, but we kind of get a major kick in the springtime <laughs> to move forward with it. So, and Uranus, so, and Uranus is my favorite planet. So I know, I know. You always, talk about Uranus a lot. It's It always wins. It always wins. It might take us some time to like accept it but it always it always wins mm. it creates a lot of trouble in our life and a lot of chaos if we don't allow the energy to really come through it, it brings up this question to me it's like yes if you're in tune and you're working on these issues and this is why you do astrology it's kind of like it helps you show show you where you bring your focus 
Mm-hmm. And then there's the other group of people that say, well, I don't want to do any of this and they keep it repressed. But then mm-hmm. there's this other group of people that say, I'm open to change, but there's certain areas in their life that they are very repressed and they're very afraid of. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of open. They open this vessel up, but yet there's deep things in there that they are very afraid of. What do you think will happen to that group? It could be a tough year. It could be a tough year because there's no denying the, the initiation that's happening and the world is changing rapidly. And there is revolutionary energy of 2024 that Pluto will, we can talk about Pluto, but there is this revolution that's happening. So if you decide to stay in your fears and and stay in those patterns or those cycles, it's hard. There's no other way of putting it. It's hard. It's 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 hard to face the fears and make those big decisions and do the work and do the healing, but it's harder to stay in the cycle. So we're faced with a challenging year because it challenges us to grow, to break free and grow. But if we don't do that, then then we're not working with the energy of the time. And then that's when things start to be dismantled in our lives, you know? Yeah. Particularly if you're one of those people go above all, I want consciousness and, and, yeah. and you know that they're not wholeheartedly into it or they're not doing this deep inner work, but mm-hmm. they're saying they will. It's almost like they're trying to, they, they're consciously bringing in an invitation to make it happen. And therefore, mm-hmm. they open themselves to bigger challenges because they're not following yeah. what they're actually asking. Yeah. And in evolutionary uh, astrology, you're always looking at your life patterns. And I can, I, I, I'm very connected to Chiron and past life information when I read a birth chart and pain. One of the things that I noticed right away when I started reading, and I wasn't taught this, I'm mostly self-taught. Um, but I notice people's pain in their chart very easily. And, you know, with this, you know, when I'm doing a one-on-one and I can go into someone's chart very deeply and understand things a little bit better, I say, listen, you know, especially with this type, these types of activation, this is divine timing to heal and grow. So you're, if you choose to stay in your patterns, you're staying, you're staying in a pattern. You're not evolving from a cycle. And I'm like, do you really want to come back and do this again? Because that's what it's, that's really what it comes down to. You're, Mm. I I obviously believe in reincarnation. I'm an evolutionary astrologer. So I can see where this has happened, not just this lifetime. This is cycles and cycles and cycles. Can you explain what is evolutionary astrology? Yeah, so it's basically looking at, pretty much what I just talked about is looking at the evolutionary cycle that we've come in or like at least the pain points or the hidden pieces of our birth chart that we're here to bring to our consciousness and heal. Mm. That evolves us from a cycle. So it's all about evolution of our soul. And, um, when we work with these, with the nodes of the moon that control the eclipses, and when we work with planets like Uranus, which is why it's my favorite, 
and Pluto and Neptune and Jupiter, we're working with the potential of changing those cycles. And this year is full of them. It's like um, Pluto is going into Aquarius. Um, it was in Aquarius briefly in 2023. Um, Pluto in Aquarius, uh, sorry, Pluto in Capricorn um, was very challenging because Pluto is essentially the planet of power. And as we were talking about before, it's the furthest away from the sun. So it's very deep subconscious stuff. And it has a lot to do with the hidden pieces or our shadows or our fears that, you know, we're here that create pain in our life that we're here to heal. And, and, and go ahead. And in Capricorn, it's been completely dismantling our systems, right? It's been going to the thing, like, look at how much has been exposed. Um, there was a specific conjunction that happened with Pluto and Saturn and Jupiter in December of 2019. Look at what happened after that. Everything was exposed in big ways. And moving into Aquarius, it gives us this now um, empowerment to move into the energy of the collective consciousness instead of the systems that have been set up. So, so that's why Pluto is so important. And I have a question about Pluto, but first yep. I have to say you are listening to Karina Chrysler. Um, and she, and this is predictions for 2024 and you can contact Karina at www.karinachrysler.com and uh, I'm going to spell that name out, C-O-R-I-N-A, and correct me if I'm wrong, C-R-Y-S-L-E-R. Did I get it right? Yep. yep. Okay. And uh, you can get astrological readings from her. Uh, and also she has a website if you wish to uh, find out about her journeys in Egypt and go on tour with she and Hakeem. Uh, you can go to... G band. Oh, I got to spell this out. G E B Japanese journeys. And that would be G E B A N D N U T J O U R N E Y S dot com. But if you just Google Karina Chrysler astrologer, you can find all of this stuff that she's doing. She's prolific, she's brilliant, and she is on Becoming Quantum Conscious. And I am Bart Sharp, and we are all on United Public Radio and UFO Paranormal Radio out of the new city of New Orleans, Louisiana at 107.7 and 105.3, uh, broadcasting on Roku, Facebook, YouTube, and other platforms. And so when you talk about Pluto being the representative of the deepest parts of the shadow, but also it's like the deepest parts of our solar system. Mm -hmm. What happens when you go beyond that deep unconsciousness or go beyond the solar system? What happens? What does that represent? When you go beyond Pluto? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, we and I, you and I talked about this. We were <laughs> roommates in France for, what, six weeks? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we had a lot of really fun. It was great. Together. Yeah, we did. <laughs> but this, this, this would always when you talk about going beyond what your consciousness is, Pluto seemed up 
be that planet that held it in check. But yet when you went beyond yourself, it seemed like that represented going beyond something else. Does that well, I think, I think, I think when we look at, you know, astrology, as we know it now, we're looking very much as the, how it represents the individual and the individual journey. I think when you go beyond Pluto, you're going like beyond the self-actualization and, and, you know, what is the potential? What is the limitless potential beyond that? And it's sort of interesting because being in Egypt, I kind of had to, like everything I was taught about Egypt, I had to relearn because Hakim's family, his grandfather was a profound teacher. He's very famous. Um, and he taught us about that we have 360 senses and not six. And our wow. capacity as human beings, because as soon as you go to any of these places, especially the pyramids, you're, you automatically as a human being go, this must have been, you know, constructed by aliens or another life force. Like there's no way humans built this. But his encouragement was to um, help us understand what our actual capacity really is. Instead of limiting us to six, what, what would happen if we thought we actually had 360 senses? What would our capacity be? What would we be connected to? You know, what would our consciousness be connected to? What information would we be connected to if we had the, if we trusted, you know, the things we felt or seen or dreamt about, like what would happen? And I think when you're looking at your evolutionary aspects, when you can go to Pluto, because Pluto's one of my, my moon is Scorpio. So my moon sign is ruled by Pluto. These are the places that I like to go to because I believe it's where the answers are. I believe that energy, that darkness is actually just source. It's not that we're, there's not like there's no light there. It's just so concentrated that the light is not reflected. So when we go to those places, I think that's when we actually really connect to source or God or whatever you relate to of being of all. Yeah. Or somebody on my show about six weeks ago, Peter Craig brought up that we, when we go into that type of darkness, he called it a flat spot. And, and it's like mm -hmm. when all the other distractions move out of the way, all the other vibrations, voices that are within our body, and we get to one voice, our own true voice, something amazing happens in our whole consciousness. And, and it's much what you're talking about when you go into darkness, that maybe everything gets stripped away and you're just sitting with yourself. You're just sitting with yourself. Yeah. But you're connected to everything at the same time. Juicy. And I think, and I think that's, that's, um, if we could just imagine it for a, a moment, you know, and this is really what's happening in 2024 too. There's, there's these big awakenings of the information um, that is available to us, even if it's been destroyed, energy can't be destroyed. So we just have to be clever in how we bring it to our consciousness. Um, but our capacity to be able to do it is, is there. And mm. that is my wish and hope for 
2024 and beyond is that we keep doing this. We keep trusting what comes to us, trusting that, you know, the emotions that we feel in our body are, are, you know, flags saying this is, this is a soul memory, go there. What is it doing? Like all of those things that are awakening these senses or these aspects within us are, are being like pushed. They're being poked. Saturn and Pisces is a perfect, um, which is happening right now and will in, continue into 2026 is a perfect way of restructuring what we are. We put all of the limitations on our structure, our lifestyle, our belief systems, the systems that run our lives and break free from those limitations and understand that there's limitless potential. You know, we have creation abilities all the time. We just have been taught that um, they only exist for some people, not everyone. Yes. And this is what consciousness is, is learning how your great creative potentials can thrive no matter what is happening in the world. Yes. That you contribute in huge ways to the collective consciousness by going to this blankness, finding out where that power is, and almost, I don't want to say restart, but just find out what creation really is for you. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's really out of newness. New things sound like it's going to happen in 2024 for a lot yeah. of people. A really good day, actually, a really good day that you'll love is when the sun and Venus can join in Gemini, which is called a, a mm. Kasimi, um, on June 4th. So we have this in this initiation energy. Jupiter will be in Gemini at that point, too. And um, that expansion of um, that creation cycle. And Gemini rules the mind and how we express ourselves and how we communicate and and um, the information available to us too. So that creation cycle that, you know, that's my, that's one of my things is um, really activated when the sun and Venus come together. So June 4th is a beautiful day right before the solstice as well um, to really look at you know, where you're at in your creation cycle, you know, where some of us are in the conceptual phase, some of us are in the birthing phase, some of us are in the development phase of our creation cycle. But that is a good day to kind of look at where we're at. And is there something that we can do around how our mental mind sometimes um, takes over the the abilities we have in the body for co-creative properties. And, and this is kind of a French thing, but I've heard it from some of the more daring feminine writers <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, Venus represents Mary Magdalene. The sun represents mm -hmm. Jesus. And, but it's also God and goddess uh, energy reflected onto the uh, uh, planets or, or reflected on earth. And there's a common symbol that I see in some symbolo symbologies in France is the three moons or the three crescent moons, which means sun, Venus, mm -hmm. moon, or sun, Venus, the earth, mm -hmm. that, we're, that they're all conjunct together. So this sounds like a really powerful time. 
the Venus cycle is one of my one of my favorite ones. The the and the star points actually come the Venus star points go into a five pointed star. So the Venus pattern actually shows up as a five pointed star when the sun and Venus can join. It's quite complex. It's a very complex cycle and it's a lot to kind of look into, but it's a beautiful um, geometry, like it's sacred geometry at its finest. And it, and when we look at the star points, it's the head, the arms and the feet and like Ooh. very much kind of looking at like the Vitruvian man painting by Da Vinci. And, and there's a lot to this when we look at the creation cycle. So on June 4th, um, you're already in this, a solar eclipse energy of, of who am I becoming, you know, releasing a lot of stuff that isn't ours to hold anymore and, and asking yourself, you know, what am I creating? What do I want to birth? And mm -hmm. the mindset, the way we change our mind is going to be what is, the energy of 2024, that uprising, that awakening, I feel that revolutionary energy um, can, it comes down always to the individual. We can look at 2024 astrology and how it will, you know, affect the world on a collective level, but it always starts with the individual. It's the individuals that make up that collective energy. So if we can stand in our mission in 2024, this is who I am. This is my mission. This is what I've come here to do and stand in those leadership energies that Aries can really bring to us, clear the path, then that those co-creative abilities are, are really powerful in 2024. Mm, that's wonderful. It reminds me of 1968 when they had the uh, uh, Broadway stage uh, hair in their singing the age of Aquarius. Uh, <laughs> than by fifth dimension, but it was like that whole message was let's all find our creative identities. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. And here yeah. we are 40 something years later. And it's kind of the same message. Like, okay, it's really here. Let's mm -hmm. get with it. And mm -hmm. uh, what is that big dream? What is it that stops you from really actualizing you? Uh, yeah. And it is a collective consciousness. Now, now I heard this. This is from a Facebook meme. So, you know, take it, <laughs> I, might, I could be totally wrong with this. That's okay. But I'm going to ask it anyway. Okay. <laughs> For the next few months, there's going to be no retrogrades. Is that correct? We're, we have to wait till the end of um, Uranus will still be in retrograde till the 21st, mm -hmm. um, 21st or 25th, can't remember, but it's it's the end of January. Um, Jupiter just came out of retrograde. Mercury just came out of retrograde, but we'll feel the Jupiter expansiveness once, once Uranus goes out of, of retrograde. Um, so yeah, we'll have some time till April of the planets moving forward. Now the planets line up quite significantly towards the end of March. You'll, when you go to, when you read a birth chart, it's going to be all the planets sort of are together mm -hmm. between Pisces, Aries, and Taurus. So even though we're not in retrogrades, this is a lot of, this is chaotic. This can be chaotic and it was going to, for the individual affect a certain area of your birth chart significantly. Um, so even though we're not in any retrogrades, 
well, there's many tasks <laughs> that the planets are trying to achieve because a retrograde is a planet coming back. It doesn't like literally move backwards. It's, it's an ecliptical thing. It's, you know, how we view it, but in a birth chart, it literally goes backwards. So it's always coming back to something. Mm -hmm. So what did, what did we miss? It's like do over energy a little mm -hmm. bit or a reset. Kind so, of like having five art projects going at the same time. <laughs> You're extremely creative, chaotic. You're producing a lot. And one project seems to expand the other. Something like that. The, there's great energy in chaos. You know, it's it's being able to surrender to it and and understand, okay, I'm being affected in big ways right now but I'm going to let it happen. You know, if we resist it again, this is, this is when it becomes hard when we surrender to what's, what's being transpired in the chaos is, is really when the transformation can happen and the creativity. Yeah. So, so somebody that um, wants a world that's peaceful, calm, quiet, predictable in a set routine may be struggling at this time. Yeah. I think it's important to, I'm such a ritual based person. Um, I think it's important to have your tools to connect to self. So whatever you can do in your daily life that you can control is just really your perception of how things are happening or how you output your energy. So in 2023, I told a lot of people to stay in their bubble. <laughs> a lot of people, not, not, ev not everybody, but a lot of people to stay in their bubble. And you might want to do this for the first part of, of this year too, is sort of stay in the, what that means is your understand your boundaries of your energy, understand when, you know, it's not balanced or there's not harmony in how you're giving and what you're receiving. Mm -hmm. So for me, before this solar eclipse comes, because I'm an Aries rising, this is a big one for me in my first house. I'm going to really create the space that I need in my life to connect to my body, to connect to my projects, to connect to my husband, to connect to the things that are really important to me, that fuel my energy, that give me that life force. Um, so I think if you concentrate more on that than controlling what's happening on the external world because Aries energy is, is, is lunar energy. It's your inner world. So how can you um, nurture your inner world so that the external world isn't so suffocating? Cause it's, you know, Aries energy is also, you know, Aries is the God of war. It's the fight that we're seeing in the world. It's the struggle that we're seeing in the world in many ways. Pluto moving into Aquarius this year is great, but it moves back to Capricorn for part of the year. And that's 29 degrees Capricorn is difficult. So we can see some of the things that are happening in the world that we find are disturbing and very, very sad. We can see similar things like this in this year. So, but what can you do, you know, in your personal life to make, you know, your world productive in a way of how you want to stand in the collective. It's our collective energy that changes everything. So how can you prevent? Sorry, go and ahead. And that's a really good point. It's like, how can you stand in the collective to make a difference? Uh, you may be 
really upset about a war going on or people being abused at some place. And there may be things that you can actually physically do, but mm-hmm. maybe not going into polarity of this is bad and awful, but more like, well, what's my part in helping this change happen? And, right. and finding out what that is. And then yeah. step forward in that uh, yeah. is, is a good way to interact with the collective and consciousness and be a part of it all. Uh, and and yeah. always the message that you I, I get from you is like, find your own identity and its relationship with the cosmos and let mm-hmm. those two be huge together. I'm a big belief on purpose, a big, I have a, it's, it's, it's one of my missions is to help you know, people understand their purpose or help them get through their obstacles to live their purpose. And I don't subscribe to, well, maybe my purpose is just to be nice or kind, like, or just be. Hmm. There's, I'm an evolutionary astrologer. So I'm always looking at how do we evolve and purpose is often linked to our pain. You know, our great purpose is usually a, a, um, the desire to help or be of service or be the change in the world comes from our pain. So if we stand in that, you know, and, and create, like, think of if I'm doing my own work and I'm healing myself, how does that transfer into the collective Mm -hmm. instead of being angry or frustrated or upset of what we can't control, um, you know, be the energy that is healing and, and is living a, a purposeful life. That's that's wonderful. I want to. I'm going to ask one last question, but before, yeah. but before you answer it, uh, I'm going to do my uh, final goodbyes. But um, what message? What final message would you give to our listeners uh, in preparation for 2024? Is the question, and uh, we are talking to Karina Chrysler, and this is Becoming Quantum Conscious, and I'm Bart Sharp, and you are on United Public Radio and UFO Paranormal Public Radio out of New Orleans on 107.7 and 105.3, and we are on Roku Cable, as well as YouTube, Facebook, and other internet platforms, and you can find us at the UPRN website. United Public Radio Network. And uh, we have had this very enlightening hour with Karina Chrysler. And you can get readings from her that are really profound. I've had one, totally love it. Uh, but you can find her at karinachrysler.com and that's C O R I N A C R Y S L E R. And also, she and her husband, Hakeem, do tours. Um, to the sacred sites in Egypt. And uh, this is more of a ritual activation, astrological, mm-hmm. historical, because Hakeem has <laughs> been there for lifetimes probably. Uh, but mm-hmm. his family has extreme knowledge about all of this stuff. I, I, I want to go. Um, <laughs> so uh, all of that is uh, out there. You're also coming up with a book. Is that mm-hmm. correct? I'm in my edits now. Yeah. And what's the in title of that book? That I don't know yet. 
but it's on the but it's on the cosmic womb and the gateways um of of the feminine cycle to understand our co-creative abilities Mm, that sounds wonderful you got to check this lady out and (laughs) we got about a minute left so what message would you like to give everybody karina i think it's a powerful year to be brave and to step into the energy of, of who am I becoming now to release the past, to release the imprints of others, to stop the self-sacrificing and start making decisions for yourself. Mm, Good stuff. (laughs) We have Karina Chrysler, Karina Chrysler.com. And I am Bart Sharp at BartShop.com. Thank you for tuning in today, and we'll see you next week with Tina Clark. Until Thank then, you so much, we'll Brian. see you later. Thank you, hon. Bye-bye. Thank you.